If any white man in the world says, give me liberty or give me death, the entire white world applauds. When a black man says exactly the same thing, he is judged a criminal and treated like one, and everything possible is done to make an example Good of morning, this bad nigga. Good morning, and thank you for morning. joining me today on Monday Morning Motivation. Whether you're listening on your drive to work or at any point in your day throughout the week, no matter where you are, my prayer is that this message ignites reflection and a moment of meditation that draws you closer to Christ. And with that being said, let's dive right in. Today's verse comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 27, and it reads, That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in your attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehoods and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Being a black man in America is probably one of the hardest things that I've had to process mentally, emotionally and spiritually to date. Living in constant fear of my life, whether I comply or run or fight back, being stereotyped as a threat based solely on the color of my skin. But on top of that external battle lives the internal battle of being a Christian. How do I reconcile my faith and my race? One I was born into, the other I was born again into. Neither in my mind can I live without. Both drive every decision I make, but only one seems to drive every decision that is made towards me. The world does not see me as a Christian first. They only see me as a black man. And that one filter drives all of their subsequent actions. So how do I reconcile the two? Am I a black man who is Christian? Or am I a Christian first and black second? How do I merge biblical forgiveness and the anger and frustration that comes along with watching my brothers and sisters die all too often at the hands of the people who claim they are here to protect and serve. Because many times it seems like my community falls just shy of being under that protection. While I wrestle with this, the Lord brought back to mind a conversation I had with a coworker about one of my previous podcasts. And although the topic is different, the lesson still hit home for me. We talked about the Plan B episode and about pride and idolatry and how it can be deeply ingrained in our lives, so much so that even when we feel like we are doing things from a healthy place, when we actually dig deeper, we see how everything can be saturated with pride and entitlement. So how do we recognize pride, he asked me. Well, we have to have something to compare it to. Because whenever there is nothing but the feeling or the emotion, 
then we can categorize it however we want. But when we have a standard or truth to compare the emotion to, then we are forced to face the reality of the situation and deal with it. But many times we can choose to ignore the truth because it's easier to detach ourselves from the truth and the facts because we feel the emotions so deeply. And it is very difficult to get to the truth when our God is our emotions. So how does this apply to me merging my faith and my race, God? God's response was simple. What is the truth you're measuring your emotions against? Is it Matthew 6, 14 and 15, which says, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Or maybe Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Or how about Matthew 5, 11 and 12? Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you for me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well, see, that's the tough part, because I constantly find myself struggling to process these verses in the light of my emotions. Many times we think that leaning on the word will somehow try to dispel the emotions. Whether your emotions are anger, like in my case, or any other emotions that may be driving you. So we stay away from the word because we want to hold on to that emotion. We want it to fuel us and to be our God as we express our desires. In my case, that desire was an anger against the system that has continuously, systematically repressed me. But I believe that there does exist an intersection between holiness and our anger. A meeting place where we should not sin, but still fully expect those who commit these atrocious evils to be held accountable for their actions. A crossroads where we pursue change through civil unrest and protest while daily bearing our cross and praying for our leaders, because it's those same leaders who will be the ones to enact the change and push it into action. Because God never tries to take away our anger, but he says, even in your anger, Still remember that you represent me. So I continue to wrestle and reconcile my race as I walk with God. I constantly find myself at these crossroads and daily I find it harder and harder to find peace in them because my emotions continue to overflow. They overflow because I find myself always having to explain to people why I am afraid. Why I am frustrated and why I am at unrest, while at the same time continuing to live in a world that looks at me as nothing more than a threat to its existence and would sooner wipe me out than figure me out. But even in those moments, I remind myself that even on my worst days, Christ was treated far worse by his own creation. And I consider the pain and betrayal he felt and the system that was built to keep him out. And while it always doesn't calm my emotions, it does remind me that I serve a God who understands.
So I encourage you today to remember that you serve a God who understands. A God who isn't just looking down and watching, but who has lived it and is willing to walk with you as you wrestle to reconcile your faith and your emotions. But it is up to you to be willing to do the hard part and challenge yourself to admit the struggle and not just lay your faith to be slaughtered at the feet of your emotions. Find out what God says on the issue and step into the ring with him and wrestle. Figure it out. God, I come to you today praying that my heart was heard and that someone was helped in this message today. I pray that in this season of national unrest, that you give your people the heart and the strength to stand up for what is righteous. I'm also praying for everyone who is struggling to reconcile their faith and their emotions right now, even if their emotional struggle doesn't align with mine. I pray that you guide them through the difficult first step of seeking truth and not running from you. I also pray a special prayer for all those who are out protesting. May you protect them as their voice rings loud. May their message be heard despite all of the hatred that is constantly trying to drown them out. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I thank you for joining me today on this moment of meditation, although slightly different. I also pray that you understand that there is no day like today to follow and live for Christ. I pray that you continue in your faith, and I hope to ride with you again next week. Thank you, and God bless.